0: You are now listening to Blast
1: Burn Radio. everyone, and welcome to another episode of Blastburn Radio. I'm your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me today are our big city friends, our metropolitan co-hosts, Celeste and Messer Engine. Uh,
0: Thanks for joining me today, guys. How's it going? I'm no big city friend. That's not my thing. I've been to cities. There's lots of people. Don't like them. Don't like them at all. (laughs) Messer Engine, country mouse confirmed? Country mouse confirmed. I'm more of a suburbs girl. I mean, I... I live in a city but it's not really a city because I live in the frozen north.
1: You live you live beyond the wall where the white walkers roam.
0: Yeah, you know, just me and me and chill zombies. You and snow and more snow and more snow. <laughs> me and snow. That's all that's up here. Just me and snow. As we're about to find out in a few months. The occasional moose. I go back to being a mesical in in 2 months or so.
2: And also, in two months, you go back to being grumpy about Christmas.
0: Oh, that's true. The venom will be dripping from my lips. How I hate the holiday season.
1: <laughs> Why are you just the worst?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. I just I just don't like Christmas or Halloween or actually most holidays. We talk about this every year. It, we'll probably talk about it again. Next year. Soon. Next year. In a couple weeks, sometime.
1: I'm Messer Engine and I hate fun.
0: Well, if I hated fun, I wouldn't be here, so that can't be true. This isn't fun. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this is
1: a lot of things. Fun is not one of them.
0: <laughs> Speak for yourself. I got two, two, three, three crowns sitting on my desk. Crowns? Yeah. Yeah. Those nice Victor's Pennants from the last three seasons of Joy. I didn't know we get crowns. I'm gonna step up my game then. Yeah, you better hurry up. I'll we'll send that Burger King crown your way.
1: <laughs> oh shit!
0: How are we doing this week, guys? Um, I don't know if I want to answer
2: that or not. That's yeah. That tells you all you need to know. Bad.
0: Very bad.
1: Okay, so Celeste is just going straight secret agent on our asses. That's cool,
0: I guess. Secret agent Celeste.
1: Don't throw your shoe boomerang at me, please.
0: Oh no! Is Celeste odd job? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> celeste's odd job confirmed no
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh shit i'm i'm pretty okay you guys i'll i'll be the the happy one this week i'm i'm doing pretty all right i don't want to go back to work monday though fuck that place so i'm i'm gonna get progressively shittier for the next like 36 hours but right now i'm pretty good
0: yeah i don't know it's been an okay week This week has been a big transition week at work as we, uh, you know, make some adjustments and, uh, it's, it's been a little, um, it's been a little melancholy, I guess. So that's the thing. Uh, trying to be positive. Really wish I had more than six Pokemon, you guys. Really (laughs) wish I had more than six Pokemon. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You will. You will very, very soon. And it's it's been a pretty good week overall, I think, in Pokemon. So... I would be able to say that this is our most news-heavy week in Pokemon in months if last week hadn't happened, but we still got a whole, whole lot of really cool shit. We got details on giveaways and Meltan and Pokemon Go and all sorts of cool stuff. So what's going on right now in Pokemon? Let's find out in this week's Pokemon news. Goddamn you, Nutto! Do 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 do. Here is the Poke news.
0: The fucking Poke news oh my god uh. <laughs> alright
1: guys so uh, we're going to be in, in giveaway purgatory for a few minutes because we have a ton of giveaways that are currently relevant so quickly uh, 10 second tidy version the shiny poipole giveaway that we've discussed previously is almost over so if you haven't got yours yet be sure to act fast uh, these codes are available at GameStop here in the US at EB Games in Canada and at Smith's in the UK and they're available through October 15th so act immediately to secure yours today
2: also known as the shiny purple cord that made all of jolly's work for a shiny purple irrelevant.
1: ah that just that just means that i get a poipole in a gamadel i'm not mad (laughs) (laughs) you mad bro Uh, Now, the Zeriora distribution that we discussed last week has begun, at least in some places, though it's been kind of a rocky start, uh, with retailers not being aware that they're participating and giving false information to fans looking for codes, particularly in the UK. Uh, We saw retailers either saying that they weren't participating, saying that it was weeks until the event actually started, and and saying that you had to purchase things to get codes, all of which was very, very false and bad. Um, So, bad Britain, bad <laughs> now, the Mythical Pokemon Zeraora is being distributed at retail, and it is from October 1st through November 15th in Europe, uh, from October 19th through November 9th in North America, and from October 19th through November 19th in Australia, because why not make this the most confusing fucking giveaway ever? This giveaway is intended to tie in with the release of the upcoming Pokemon trading card game set, Lost Thunder. Uh, these Zeriora will be identical to those previously distributed in Japan. They come at level 50, holding the air balloon, and with a moveset of Plasma Fists, Thunder Punch, Close Combat, and Thunder. Now, in Europe, this event is being distributed by various retailers, depending on your nation of origin, uh, prominently Game Mania, Game, and GameStop, though your mileage may Vary and I would encourage you to look up the details for your specific area. Europe is really, really scattershot this time around. In North America, Zariora is being distributed via GameStop, and in Australia, these codes can be picked up at EB Games. Be sure to grab yours while supplies last. Finally, you can have your very own EdgeCat. cat All right, now, lastly, the October event in the Year of Legendary series is live. At least in some places. Uh, This month, the Pokemon Company is hooking us up with the cover legendaries of our current series, Reshiram and Zekrom. As with previous giveaways in this series, your version determines which Pokemon you redeem, with Pokemon Sun and Ultra Sun claiming Zekrom, and Moon and Ultra Moon redeeming Reshiram. These Pokemon come at level 60 in Sun and Moon, or at level 100 and holding a gold bottle cap in Ultra Sun and Moon. Uh, This giveaway is currently live in Europe and Oceania through the Wi-Fi Mystery Gift feature and will be available through October 21st. In Canada, codes are being distributed in October's Trainers Club newsletter, while here in the U.S., codes will be distributed once again at retail, because fuck you, American Trainers. Uh, This time, it is by Target from October 19th through the 28th. This is a much shorter distribution than other events in the series, so be sure to grab yours while you can. Now, lastly, it's it's been a little while since we've talked about a Global Link tournament, mostly because we've just had a lot of news, and they haven't really been super exciting lately. Uh, that said, we're getting a really neat and noteworthy one this month. Uh, this month, Game Freak is treating us to the Ultra Spooky Cup, which is a 6v6 singles tournament featuring only spooky Pokemon. Uh, this primarily includes Ghost, Dark, and Poison types, as well as others that are in some way thematically appropriate for Halloween. A complete list of the available Pokemon is available on the official release for this event, as well as over on Serebii. Uh, it's really interesting to note that while Megastones are banned in this format so there won't be any Mega Gengars floating around, the roster of legal Pokemon for this event even includes a couple of Mythics, uh, specifically Hoopa and Marshadow. So it'll be really cool to see some of these guys see tournament use. Now, the big reason that this tournament is interesting and exciting is the reward all participants who complete at least three matches will be rewarded with their very own shiny mimic which will be distributed in november uh, signups for this tournament will run from october the 18th through the 25th and the tournament will be active from the 26th through the 28th so prepare your teams and get ready to
0: have a spooky good time i feel like They were, I feel like they were like, no Mega Stones, Mega Gengar will be super centralizing, but we'll allow Martian out. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck were they thinking?
1: I'm just glad they're letting us get those mythics the fuck off the Poke Shelf and use them for something. Thank you.
0: The Poke Shelf. It's where you put your amiibos.
1: It is. It is indeed. Uh, Now, this was yet another week of interesting happenings in the Pokemon Go community. It's a really great time right now to be a fan of Go, ironically enough. Uh, Messer Engine, what is the latest and greatest from Pokemon Go this week?
0: Uh, You know, we've had some events, but uh, I think they're actually all finished by the time you uh, hear this. Uh, First, we saw a Psychic Spectacular, which increased the spawns of Psychic-type Pokemon and allowed Drowsy and Hypno to be shiny. Uh, Which is still active as of, like, the recording now, but it it won't be for you when you hear this. I'm sorry. Also, we saw a special Lightning Bolt hat Pikachu released without much fanfare to celebrate the release of a new Pokemon-inspired fashion line in New York. These Pikachu were available for only about 72 hours before disappearing. And lastly, we saw a short event celebrating International Day of the Girl. For 24 hours, female Pokemon spawned at increased rates, and Nidoran female and her evolutionary line were able to be shiny. I hope you got your Koal. The big news in Go this week, however, was definitely the newest trailer, which officially announced that Pokemon native to the Sinnoh region are coming to Go soon. TM. Uh, No timetable has been provided, unfortunately, but I'd honestly expect uh, a Go live before the end of the year with the release of this trailer. Perhaps more exciting than that is, and more definite, is the other news that accompanied this announcement. Along with the Generation 4 Pokemon, we're getting some key changes to core systems in Pokemon Go. Firstly, it's been announced that the weather system is being adjusted to have less drastic effect on the spawn rates of Pokemon, which I think we can all agree is a a pretty good thing. While it's a neat and dynamic system, it can definitely be frustrating to always have the same Pokemon around you because the weather stays more or less the same, or to have Pokemon you particularly need only spawning in inclement weather that prevents going out to hunt them. They've also stated that the more you explore an area, more interesting and diverse Pokemon will spawn there, which is a great addition that will benefit those who play close to home. They've also stated that in particular, parks will contain more varied Pokemon. Now, lastly, Niantic have stated that they are adjusting stat values, specifically they're decreasing the gap between high HP Pokemon and low HP Pokemon and increasing the value of defensive stats with a stated goal of making defensively oriented Pokemon more viable. Well,
1: very good. Thank you, Messer Engine. I think that's a really needed change, actually. Like, I don't play Go, but I've read a little bit about the Go meta, and it really just seems like the metagame in Pokemon Go is what hits fast and hits hard. Like, th- those are the only things that have value, and so anything that helps make, you know, like, fat boys like Slowbro more interesting and viable, I think, is a good thing.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a needed change. There are so many Pokemon in Go that you just never use for anything. They're just there on the Poke Shelf, as it were.
1: Yeah. Now, we, we had some other interesting happenings this week, and we'll start with some trademark news. Uh, Nintendo, Creatures, Inc., and Game Freak have registered a new trademark in Japan. Specifically, they have registered the term Mon Poke along with an accompanying logo. It's really unclear what exactly this references, as the trademark is exceptionally thorough and covers every possibility from new software to, well, beards. Yeah, that's not a joke. That's actually included. Uh, It's fun to speculate what could be intended for this brand, however. Personally, the logo strikes me as very apparel. Like, it looks like a clothing brand to me. And I'm expecting a clothing line, but we'll just kind of have to wait and see what it turns into.
2: Badoof beard cozy for jolly. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I am really confused as to why they felt the need to include that they were trademarking its use in regards to beards. Like, <laughs> I am very interested to see if that has a payoff or if somebody in legal was just having a lark.
0: They were just like, you've you got to cover it. Like, what happens <laughs> if somebody like wants to make a beard cozy? And they were like, okay. I mean, the beard cozy explains it all.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um Now, we also had an official post regarding Super Smash Brothers Ultimate this week, which revealed that Greninja's final smash in Ultimate will include a transformation into Ash Greninja. It's not clear at this time if this is uh, an a- aesthetic change only and functionally the same smash as in the previous installment, or if this is a whole new move, a whole new final smash. But it's kind of neat regardless. I- I'm looking forward to that. And lastly, as far as like other games and and news of that nature, this week also brought a neat crossover event for the Animal Crossing Pocket Camp game for mobile devices. Uh, The event runs through October 23rd and has you hunting for a number of Pokeballs around the island in order to craft various Eevee-themed items. This is really cool, as it's the first crossover between Animal Crossing and Pokemon since the original GameCube title. Now, lastly, this week brought new news regarding everyone's favorite metal blob, Meltan, a.k.a. Ya Boy Young Nutto. Uh, we, we got multiple new trailers, including the follow-up to the announcement trailer with Professors Willow and Oak, a really cool, more cinematic trailer featuring Meltan out in the world doing Meltan things, and of course, the expected press releases to go along with these videos. Uh, so let's break down what we learned from all this. As we previously covered, Meltan requires you to play both Go and Let's Go to obtain it, and we now know more about how that's going to functionally work. Uh, Meltan is obtainable through a special mystery box. The mystery box is obtained when you send a Pokemon from Go to Let's Go. Once the mystery box is obtained, you have a set duration of time, which is approximately 30 minutes, or it appears to be, to capture as many Meltan as you are able before the box closes. At this point, you have to wait for a cooldown before sending another Pokemon to Let's Go to reopen the box and repeat the process. Any Meltan captured in Pokemon Go can be transferred to Pokemon Let's Go. We also, in the second, more cinematic trailer, caught a glimpse of a shadow that appears to be a much bigger, beefier relative of our good boy Meltan. It isn't clear whether this is a form change or an evolution or a wholly separate Pokemon, but it appeared in the trailer to spawn from a large cluster of Meltan, leading us to think that you combine multiple Meltan in some way to get this... this absolute unit this large lad uh we also learned that meltan will be the focus of special research missions in pokemon go this winter uh what do you think guys what are your takeaways from the new announcements regarding our boy young nutto
2: well i saw the nut actually rotate in that video and that seemed kind of cool i don't know
0: how i feel about meltan he seems real derpy he does The derpiest boy. Uh,
2: but I, I kinda of have a special place in my heart for derpy Pokemon. I mean, watching that video and it going to touch the hot thing, try to eat it, and then panicking because it was hot, it was great. It made me smile.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh God. I I just feel like Meltan's gonna be the derpiest Pokemon and then its evolutionary line. Like if that is indeed its evolution, it is just gonna be the cakeiest Pokemon. Just gonna be the bottom half of of Meltan, that liquid metal, is just gonna be a man with big beefy arms with a nut on his fucking head.
1: It's gonna be it's gonna be the ultimate bidoof from Pokemon Wrestling. Ah uh, yes, I was
0: oh, gonna God. say it was gonna be that. Uh <laughs> the jelly
2: beat me to it.
1: Damn it. <laughs> uh, it 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 reminds me so much of Hoopa, where you just have this little cute thing that just evolves into this absolute murder beast. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I really enjoyed the the second, the more cinematic trailer. That Meltan eating that fork is like the best thing yes. I've ever seen in my life, and I love it.
0: <laughs> that cinematic trailer is <laughs> good. I just liked that there was somebody taking notes in like just a regular journal <laughs> with like seemingly no regard for the fact that there was a large horde of metal eating creatures in their home, and that soon they would have no you know fucking silverware or screws and things or, pipes. or a variety of other you know everyday items that are required for you to like survive in a house. <laughs> There should just be a warning: Do not let Meltan sl- sleep in the same place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do not do not feed after midnight. Oh God, they're fucking gremlins!
0: Meltan, the gremlins of Pokemon. The gremlins of Pokemon.
2: They feed on each other.
0: Oh, that got yeah, dark. That that got dark yeah, real quick.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Otherwise. So yeah, that that's my <laughs> guess.
1: Celeste killed the podcast. We're done, guys. We had a good run. It's oh, over. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>
2: I found how to kill it. Bye, everyone.
1: Oh shit. <laughs> yep, that's that's Meltan. I'm excited for it. <laughs> I am ready for it and it's funny because I'm more excited for Meltan than I am literally anything else in Let's Go. And I think that shows inherently why. Like Pokemon games need new Pokemon. They just do. Like it's one hundred and ten percent the most exciting thing about this game is the one and only new Pokemon we're getting with.
2: Really? I kinda disagree. I'm ex- I'm excited for the music score.
1: I mean, yes, I am more excited for the soundtrack than I am for the actual fucking game. Like that's that's just a thing. But as far as like actual like gameplay, yeah, Meltan is one hundred percent the top of that
0: list. Yeah, I I could care less, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's just it's it's a mon that i'm gonna go get just to have it and then probably never do anything with it ever because it's but mythical it, it's yeah it doesn't it doesn't interest me a whole bunch I uh, i mean if it is a giant beefcake pokemon at least it'll look fancy on the poke shelf <laughs> this is true
1: although i i am looking forward to we also did get a little bit of gameplay footage this week and in particular we got to see the trainer playing that same like run around and gather your pokemon game but instead of a horde of pikachu it was a horde of execute and it was the most adorable thing i've ever seen in my life just a million little eggs hopping after this bastard it was the best so many
2: eggs
0: so many eggs the incredible edible egg.
1: All right, so this was the third week of our Generation 5 series. This week saw our challengers pursue gang members through a dense forest in pursuit of a stolen bone, uh, curse our friends for being lazy asses and leaving all the hard work to us, exploring Unova's largest city and beating up innocent office workers, and confronting the wicked Getzis over Bianca's stolen Pokemon before taking on the artistic burg in Castelia City Gym. Now, as always, our good friend Messer Engine was up first to play this week, so Mess Buddy, how was your week in Nuzlocke gameplay?
0: It was pretty good. There were a couple of exciting moments. As this is uh, my first time playing Black and White, I gotta tell you guys, the more I play this game, the more fucking weird it is. It's just, I don't know what's going on at any fucking given time. We're just, like, running through this world and this will appear and a bunch of, like, old people who, like, supposedly are his, like, super secret ultra henchmen will be like, ha, ha, "Ha I've done this, but I didn't really need it. Take it back. And I'm like, what? I don't know what's going on. And why are you wearing armor? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's real weird and I don't know if I like it. But anyways, our week started off with having to chase down... A dragonite skull that was stolen. And I have no fucking clue how that works because I was in that museum and it was a big ass skeleton. It's like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Like there's no way anybody picks up that head and fucking runs off with it. And I'm like, okay, we're going to go with Berg to track this down. And of course, Berg's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to walk straight to the end of the forest. Have fun running around in the woods. Kids like to run around the woods, right? And I was like, no, not, not really. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. So we run through, you know, we got to fight some trainers, we got to fight the the good old evil evil team. And at one point, you defeat one of the trainers and they're like, "Ha ha. I don't have the skull. Do I look burdened?" And I I looked at them. And I was like, "You fucking are wearing chainmail. Yeah, you're burdened. Like that shit's heavy." <laughs> I don't I don't understand these people at all. But we did successfully run through the forest, chase down a bunch of people. And then they were like, yes, we have the dragon skull, but we didn't really need it. This is what I'm talking about. Some old dude shows up. He's just like, I will give it back to you. It is fine. And I'm like, then why did you fucking steal it in the first place? That doesn't make any sense. And like, you all just waited here in the forest for me to get, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. We had to, uh, get one encounter this week, or I should say we only got to get one encounter this week, but we did not take it. Immediately because I had to retire General Pepper this week because I was going to get a seventh Pokemon and I did not want to get a fucking another grass Pokemon before going to the bug gym. So as we were running around and fighting trainers, we repelled the whole fucking way through, and then ran off to the city. And I got to tell you, as much guff as I just gave black and white, the visuals in this game are amazing for their time, frankly. And the walk across the bridge into Castelia City is fucking amazing. The city also feels like a city, uh, which is really really cool there's a lot to do and a lot to see uh we spent a lot of time running into buildings and talking to people and getting into fights we our level limit was like three levels so there wasn't like a lot of time i kind of had to pick and choose what i wanted to do and having never played i didn't know what i wanted to do so i went into as many buildings as i felt was safe uh for leveling reasons and then tried to go to the gym there was another altercation uh with stolen Pokemon and all that fun stuff. There was more gets us appears, old people appear, stuff gets given back to us because, haha, we caught you. I, I don't know. And then we were allowed to go to the gym. And Berg, Berg's a scary dude. He, I did not realize how weird that dude looks until I actually fought him. Uh, more on that in a minute. His gym is also super weird. It's like a carnival of fucking horrors. It's a bug gym that has like, Honey doors and clowns. What do honey doors and clowns have to do with each other? You just get sticky and then meet a juggler. Like this place is super sketch. So we, we decided to do the gym hard mode. We needed that good third place, 70 points. Uh, and that was really scary because Berg, at least from what limited information I had seemed really threatening to my team uh, in particular. So the the plan once we cleared out the trainers and we, we were going to fight Berg himself was to lead with Tom Nook. Put his uh, Whirlipede to sleep with Hypnosis. Use Workup. This is why we did not uh, get rid of Hypnosis last week for PvP. Work up a bunch of times and then just crunch our way through uh, his his squad because it's neutral damage all the way around. It's not stab, but crunch has a good base power, and with a couple of workups, I figured that I could get through it. As it turned out, Tom Nook wasn't having none of no hypnosis. Nope, missed three times. <laughs> it was real bad, uh, and then I had to start being like, oh, I guess this isn't going to be a thing. I got to start, you know, whittling this whirlipede down uh and i learned during that time period that it also had pursuit uh and when tom nook got down near like 20 to 25 percent i had to make a decision and ultimately it was tom nook's not getting out of here alive because if i try to switch him out he's going to get pursued to death and then it's a shit show real bad time for the rest of the fight so we tried to hypnosis again and it worked thank god uh we managed to get three workups up and then started a crunching and we got through the whirlipede okay uh we crunched on down on that dwebble on that good bug rock uh and did not kill it we brought it down to one hp i don't think that it had sturdy based off of the way the animations went but I could have missed it. I was legitimately panicking when it woke up. Uh, not when it woke up, when it uh, didn't die, because it used Rock Blast, which definitely could have KO'd Tom Nook, but it only hit three times. Tom Nook was left with a little bit of HP, and we crunched again. Berg used a Hyper Potion, but this time we one hit KO'd the the Dwebel. So that was done. And out came the, the Mantis Plant, whose name I can't remember. Again, guys, I've never played this. These Pokemon are all new to me. It's real weird. And we leaned into our dumb, dumb pigeon bird uh, who had evolved this this week. It was a Tranquil, and we brought it out. And we literally just sat there and worked up and roosted, resisting that razor leaf until we could quick attack that thing down. And get those big 70 points, which is what we did. Medley came through for me big time. She was definitely not threatened by this otherwise very dangerous Pokemon, which was real good. Uh, And we got out of there with our points. And we were real happy about that. We also had some evolutions on the squad this week. We evolved our uh, Funky Kong into Simi Sage. So now he has the funky hair. For his namesake, uh, which was real good. Not that Funky Kong has, like, some crazy fro action going on. But he looks like a Funky Kong now. Uh, like I mentioned, Medley evolved into Tranquil, which was real good. Let's see. Rung and Roll did not evolve this week. Slippy did not evolve this week. God, I wish Slippy evolved this week, you guys. That Timpole is just like, I'm going to die. <laughs> That's all it says to me with his big smiley face. Uh, we had to sit. General Pepper put him in the bank because we caught a codney in Pinwheel Forest. Uh, it has prankster and it is careful natured, so it's got some bulk in that special D, uh, and it can apply status real quick and easy, which is fantastic. But yeah, that that was my week, you guys. It was real weird. There were people in chainmail. They took things and then gave them back, and we didn't do anything about it. We were just like, yeah, just don't do it again. And then five minutes later, they're like, we stole this. We're like, okay, maybe you didn't hear me loud. lot. You're going to do this the whole game, aren't you? Looking forward to this week. We get a bunch of encounters, so we'll have actual team building to do. Hooray. Thank you, Messer Engine. And
1: just for the record, I'm going to... I'm going to provide a little bit of clarification on a couple of story points, just because if they were confusing to you, it's possible that maybe they were confusing to some of our listeners. And I don't know um, if it's just the sheer number of times that I've played these games that I've absorbed this stuff through osmosis. I don't know if it's just clarified later in the game. And I'm not remembering that. I, I don't honestly know. Um, but to clarify the old dudes that you're referencing that show up from time to time, as far as team plasma is concerned, those are the seven sages who technically gets this as one of, um, and they are all the advisors to the leader of team plasma. So they are like, you know, if we're treating them as like medieval nobility, they are like the Knights of the round to the King's court as it were. Um, So they're all supposed to be very, very wise and learned and know all the important things and provide like moral and intellectual guidance to team plasma.
0: God, Um, they're not good at that though. They're, they're (laughs) really
1: not. They're very bad. Um, The, uh, the reason they gave the dragon skull back so readily is, or the dragonite skull, I should say is because essentially the grunts were told, we have heard a rumor that there is an artifact in this museum related to this dragon pokemon that we want go find it and if it's there steal it and they just saw the big dragon skull and went well fuck that must be it and then when the sage sees it he's like that's not what we're looking for dummies just give it back you're getting chased for nothing they, they just they didn't need it that wasn't what they wanted and my interpretation at least of, of the event in castellia where gets gives back bianca stolen pokemon has always just kind of been that team plasma is not at least not universally seen as a criminal organization in Unova. And that's a very fine line that gets us is trying to walk, right? Like he's kind of like PETA in the real world where sometimes they take some very shady and borderline, if not actually criminal acts, but they're not generally viewed as a criminal cartel. And so he's trying to avoid crossing that line too far. And so when confronted with actual authority in the face of a gym leader, he's just like, he backs down.
2: Oh my team. Plasma is the PETA of Pokemon oh no
0: they're so so bad they're so (laughs) bad like you want to walk the line between the law and not the law don't fucking steal something from a gym leaders like house gym like museum like that's if you want to be like oh no gym leaders are the law then they just fucked it up they're fucked it up real bad and they didn't even live in the skull like a house like they could have they uh because it's big (laughs)
2: <laughs> they must be new. Like, they're young. I don't know. They're dumb. Like, most freaking.
0: I'm not
1: saying that there are not holes that you can drive a, a truck through in this plot. I'm just saying that in the grand scheme of Pokemon plots, it's pretty fucking good.
0: All I'm saying is it's real weird, and I don't know why old people just keep showing up out of the fucking blue. They're just like, I'm old, and I was in this forest. Be like, what? do you live in a mushroom hut? It's better
1: than, I like being on a boat. Let's drown the fucking planet.
0: Mm. Oh, i love them pirates
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay so i was up to play second this week as per usual as is the norm the custom around here and my gameplay this week can be summed up with three simple words fuck sand attack <laughs> So we also, of course, pursued Team Plasma into the Pinwheel Forest to get back that Dragonite Skull. We let them get a whole week's head start on us, but they were still in the forest when we got to them because they are very bad at their jobs. <laughs> as soon as we stepped into the woods, we did get our Pinwheel Forest encounter, which is our only encounter this week, you guys. And I was, I was really hoping for a Venipede. I had my fingers crossed for a Venipede so hard. I love Scolipede so much. And we got a Petalil. Which is fine, honestly. It's not what I wanted. Even for a petalil, she's not what I wanted. Um, she could have had own tempo, which is a really good ability on Lilligan. Instead, she has chlorophyll. She could have had a really good nature. Instead, she's, what, lacks it's it's fine though it's fine we named her allegra um she she's gonna be able to give us a little bit of that good good plant support value that was so good for us in series two but not nearly as well as columbia did i don't think which is unfortunate but it's something so we made our way through pinwheel forest and about halfway through we ran into a team plasma grunt we were leading with our new pedalil, Allegra, because the level limit's tight this week. And so we were wanting to use Allegra to soak as much of the EXP as we possibly could. For, again, obvious reasons. We want to keep our levels low. So we lead with Allegra. This grunt sends out a Patrat. My least favorite Pokemon in the history of Pokemon. We swapped into Celexa, our Odino. And it uses Sand Attack on the Switch. So, okay, you know, no big deal, whatever. We clicked secret power with Selexa, which again, base 70 stab hits pretty good. Selexa hit the Patrat for about 90% of its health and it used Bide. That's always scary, but we just hit it for 90% of its health. It's fine. The next turn, Selexa goes to finish it off and she misses because of that sand attack. Fuck my life. I am now in a position where no matter what I do, something is going to die when that Bide goes off. No matter how bulky Selexa is, Bide doesn't calculate defenses in. It's a straight mathematical equation based on the damage you did, and we just did ninety percent of this bat rat's health in one hit. There's no way anything I have has a health pool large enough to live this hit. So we weigh our options. We curse the Bide rats, and ultimately we sacrifice Zyprexa the Swoobat to the Nuzlocke gods. Fuck sand attack. So we made our salty way through the rest of Pinwheel Forest. Uh, we got back the Dragon Skull. We were praised as heroes. We spit on all of our friends for just kind of either chilling back at the gym and be like, oh, we're going to keep them from coming back. Or, you know, again, Berg just running straight to the exit and being like, I'm going to cut them off. I'm a powerful law man, but I am going to <laughs> run right to the end and leave this small child in hot pursuit seriously we're friends with really shitty people in this game uh (laughs) we went over the sky arrow bridge and it is still fucking beautiful after all these years probably the most cinematic moment in pokemon to this point in the series i would argue probably top five period it's phenomenal the first time you go over that bridge is ah it's wonderful Uh, We explored Castellia City, which included the Battle Company, uh, where we thrashed a bunch of office folks and got some really great items, including the EXP share, which means that now we can use Allegra as an EXP soak without sending her up front. That would have been real helpful like an hour ago. Fuck my life. Uh, we we did eventually make our way over to the gym where once again, we, we trigger the events uh, where Bianca has had her her Muna stolen and we have to help Berg and Iris chase down the Team plasma grunts uh, and then ultimately confront Getsis and chase them out of Castelia. And then at this point, there's nothing standing between us and the gym. Now, I was real torn coming into this week as to whether I was going to do Berg on hard or not. I was in first place and that gave me a little bit of buffer. But ultimately, after Zyprex's death, it became a situation where if I did normal mode, Celeste could tie me in points on the week, which I didn't, I didn't particularly want to leave that option open. So it, it wasn't my first choice. I was genuinely concerned about Berg and the coverage that he brings, but it felt like our best option to do the gym on hard mode. Now, the plan was to put the Whirlapede to sleep with Zithromax, our now evolved uh, semi-seer switch into Selexa, our Odino, use a Tract to further cripple it, and then set up with Work Up to maximum and, and sweep. Uh, because in theory, this, this Whirlipede shouldn't have much of anything that can really hit Selexa as bulky as she is. We also taught her Rest to heal and gave her a Chesto Berry to wake up immediately. So the thought process was we set up, we heal off our damage, and then we sweep. That plan went off the rails immediately because the Whirlipede woke up very quickly and started using Screech. And we knew after the first Screech, it was, holy shit, this plan only works if Selexa is bulky. If they rob Selexa of her bulk, we're fucked. So I played the swapping game for a bit, trying to secure that setup opportunity for Selexa. And ultimately, we missed about three hypnosises with our Watchhog as well. Uh, that Whirlipede does not want to be hypnotized. And we ultimately wound up letting it beat the team up a lot, which was kind of a, a, a pretty severe misplay. I think that was the biggest thing I did wrong in this entire fight before we finally just KO'd the fucking thing. Um, I forget who landed the killing blow. It might've been Lasix, but we finally just beat its ass. We then, then the Dwebble came out and we put the Dwebble to sleep and used it to set up on. This went mostly fine, though the Dwebble did get off a single sand attack and force the rest. So we had to rest and use our Chesto Berry. Remember, Fuck sand attack. The Levani came out and it was an absolute monster. Selexa uh, missed multiple attempts at landing the attract due to sand attack. And because of that, ate some extra hits initially and was forced into a rest loop where we would we would rest, take two turns to wake up. By the time we wake up, we have to go immediately back into rest again, which was terrifying. We were just left hoping for turns of immobilized by love so that we could actually get hits in. Ultimately after a couple of rest cycles we found ourselves in a position where we had enough health left to eat another hit from the Levani with with about half of a hit left over it was dealing about 22 every time it hit we had about 35 and the Levani was in KO range so we were fine Levani could hit us as long as it didn't crit it crit down goes selexa and we never would have been in that position If we hadn't missed all those times because of that single sand attack. Fuck sand attack. Leviquin ultimately came out, our, our now evolved Tranquil, and finished off the gym with Quick Attack. We gained our 50 points, but we're at, with two losses on the week, it was at a huge loss overall. Uh, Synthroid the Hurtier did come out of the bank, uh, for one last hurrah, one final run, because we're down to six Pokemon total, and as long as we don't have extras in the bank, we can use that Hurtier. So Doggo gets one last hurrah before we finally get a reasonable number of Pokemon, and he goes in the bank forever. And that's that's where we're at. I'm not super pleased with it. I definitely, don't get me wrong. I'm not just railing fate here because I made mistakes on both of those deaths that that contributed to them. When that pat rat used bite, I could have immediately gone into my watch hog and clicked detect and would have had no chance of being hit by bite damage. I could have, I didn't. I paid the price with Selexa. I I could have chosen. I could have followed my initial gut instinct. I could have done that gym on easy mode. I, I also could have handled things differently within the fight that I didn't. In particular, I could have not tried so hard and so often to hypnotize that fucking Whirlipede, but I did. It happened. We're still not in the worst position, and this is going to be week four is going to be a defining week in this series, so there's still a lot of game ahead of us. This doesn't have to be a downslide. I'm not going to let it be a downslide. It's just a shitty gym. They happen. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my gameplay. That's where my team is at. But as always, I was not the last of us up to play. That honor did fall to our good friend Celeste. So Celeste, how was your gameplay this week?
2: Well, my gameplay started just like everyone else's. We were chasing Team Plasma through a forest, going after a Dragonite skull, which... Should have been a lot larger than it ended up being, which, you know, makes no sense. Like, it's, it's gigantic when you see it first. And then in the forest, it's the size of not even a person, almost. Your backpack. It's the size yeah. of your backpack. It, it,
1: the size of an actual dragonite. Like, I don't
2: know what they did. They just, like, took a sander and sanded it down so they could carry it. I don't know. But yeah. But the most annoying part wasn't Berg running off on us, it wasn't our friends staying back to guard the freaking gem. It was the fact that while running through the forest, there was not only there was team plasma, there were Pokemon Rangers. And instead of being Pokemon Rangers and actually chasing, chasing down the evil team, no, they they just wanted to stop and fight you and then give you a barrier after beating you. And then they just let you go on your merry way, slowing you down in the process. Like it made no sense for Pokemon Rangers. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard on them. Pokey Pokey Rangers. <laughs> they just, they don't give a shit about the laws. They just protect the woods. It's, I don't know. That's true. So yeah, we went through that. Honestly, the the forest was uneventful. We got through everything. Um, we caught our good, good encounter, which ended up being a cottony. And not only is it a cottony, it's a prankster cottony. So it'll be fun to use if we need to. Unfortunately, I've already got a grass Pokemon, so I don't know if it's going to be coming out of the bank. We named it Maple. We'll see what happens. After that, we got the skull back. Yeah, it was somehow shrunk. The storylines we talked about, so we can go back to that. Cross the amazing bridge, which, yes, it's probably the most amazing and cinematic thing in Pokemon at, at that point. And it's been said before, but I, I really enjoy it. That bridge is awesome. And then we just had to set up to prepare for the gym. I was very worried until the point I realized that bug rock equals not uh, weak to fighting. It equals neutral to fighting, which meant my uh, sock powerhouse could just kick the freaking rock and it wouldn't matter, which was nice. So we went in hard mode with a plan. Um, we cleared out the gym trainers just fine. Got through that really sticky honey, which made no sense. Um, I realized that the honey was set up to where you, you would walk through and accidentally press pressure plates to fight uh, gym uh, gym trainers that you might have been able to skip. I don't know. Or maybe it forced you to fight them. I couldn't tell. But yeah, there was no- nothing big happened there. We got to the gym leader. And the gym leader fight was interesting. Because my panpour we evolved him to a, a semiphore. Before we did, we made sure he was level 22 so he would get Scald. And so when Berg led with his whirlpeed, all we had to do was Scald him once. It took off half its health because Scald is a ridiculous move for this early in the game. And then we sc- the second time we Scalded, the whirlpeed was gone. No issue. I think it Screeched once. It wasn't that big of a deal. Because I think my sim- Semipore also dodged the Screech because, you know, Why not? And that baited out his Ace, his Leveny. And that actually got scary. Um, I was dumb, and I tried to switch into my um, Servine and put up Leech Seed, which Leech Seed doesn't work on grass Pokemon. I don't know what I was thinking. And so that took, took my Servine down past half health, which made him not useful for the Dwebble at all. And so what we did, we switched into our Pidove, which was then a tranquil and we pretty much did the same thing of workup and roost and playing the lottery of am i going to get crit or not and yeah so the thing about tranquil is it has super luck and it has a high chance to crit so after a few workups i click click attack it crit it basically knocked that Levani down with no issues that was nice out comes the Dwebble, i switch into powerhouse i kick it twice it's gone and that was it for that gem it was actually Pretty simple, because of the luck I had on my encounters, and yeah, it was really nice. It made up for me not doing hard mode on last week's gym. And I guess that was our week. It was a pretty short one. Week three is never kind to Jolly. No. In any never. series.
1: I gotta say, in the grand scheme of week threes, this this one wasn't the worst. This was one
0: of the best week threes ever.
1: Yep. Yep, yep, yep.
0: Even for Jolly. All right,
1: guys, well, as much as, much as I wish that I could say that that we just made it out of there just fine of course we didn't and so i'm gonna take a moment to say goodbye to the friends that will not be joining us for week four (sighs) to to zyprexa to our swoobat. i did not want you and when all the cards were on the table And I had to choose which one of my friends was going to die. Which is horrible, by the way. Like, that's some psychologically scarring-ass shit that I was essentially dealt a hand where it was, hey, someone's gonna die. Pick. But that's what we had. I had to pick who was gonna die. And ultimately, you were able to do me a real solid in taking that L so that somebody who was gonna be more useful down the road didn't have to. I'm genuinely going to miss having you this week. I I don't want to be ungrateful. But you were definitely the least useful long-term member on the table. And you taking that L meant something else didn't have to. So thank you for that. To Celexa, (laughs) you were so much better than I expected you to be when you popped out of that grass. I was so shitty to encounter you and you were such a fantastic mom. You handed us week two PVP and we rode you to victory in that gym. You weren't able to get the killing blow. You weren't able to come out of it, but you won that fight. Thank you. I am real, real sorry that that Lee Vanny decided to be a murder boy. You didn't deserve that. Goodbye. (sighs) All right, guys, so that was our week in gameplay, but as always, we weren't the only ones playing. Uh, This week did bring another series of email updates from our friends and listeners playing along at home. Uh, Firstly, this week brought another email update from our good buddy and first ever champion of the Blastburn Radio Pokemon League, Flame and Air. Uh, Celeste, would you read Flame's email for us, please?
2: Sure. Hello, BBR crew. Flame and Air here checking in for Chapter 3 of the Black and White Nuzlocke series. Hope everything went well for your Chapter 3 gameplay. With very few encounters this chapter, our teams aren't looking too different than before, but here's how that one encounter worked out for us Aliara got Sword, the Sawattle. Old School Abyss got Baby, the Venipede. I'm very jealous of that Venipede. And, Flame and Air got Ashiok, the Sawattle. We all managed to face down Berg with no deaths this week. I had chosen to take on easy mode to avoid accidentally losing my points from an errant, super effective move. And Aliara and Old School Abyss chose to go for it hard mode. Aliara repeated his stellar PvP performance from last chapter, and Old School Bliss took the win in our match, placing me solidly in third. Our point totals are as follows, Al-Yara is 400, Old School Bliss 330, and Flame and Air at 270. Best of luck to our hosts, and everyone playing along, Flame and Air.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much, Flame. And once again, Aliara, congratulations on your continued victories. Also, Bliss, I am ridiculously jealous of your good, good bugo friend I would love to have one of those a whole lot. Uh, now, this week also brought another email from community moderator and proud member of Hashtag Team Messer Engine, Pegasus. Uh, Mess, would you read Peg's email for us, please?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's been a while since I got to read a Peg email. Uh, Peg says, hey, it's your boy Peg with another email. This time, I'm coming at you with something special. I could say that this is the reason I gave up on Black and White, rather than it simply being that I got really fucking mad, but I'd be lying. After that happened, though, I had an idea, and along with fellow community members, Raging Jinji, and Patrick, I have put in motion... Blank. (laughs) We have started our own Nuzlocke World Tour, starting with Gen 1, and we'll be following you guys by weekly schedule and sending you reports. We will be following your current rules besides the slight change of allowing healing at any point except during hard mode gyms. We did draft for Gen 1, like you guys, oldest to youngest for starters, vice versa for versions. Pat got first starter pick with Bulbasaur. Jinji went second and got Squirtle, leaving me with Charmander, regrettably. He was starting to grow on me in gameplay, but he was hot garbage in Cycle 1 PvP. With versions, I got first pick and went for blue. Gingy got red, leaving Pat with yellow. We chose naming themes, mine being ice cream flavors, Pat's being precious gems and stones, and Gingy's being Futurama characters. Cycle 1 gameplay went fairly well for all of us, none of us suffered deaths, and me and Pat were able to defeat Brock on hard mode using our butterfly friends. As for PvP, Pat swept and I took the remaining points. Mostly due to suspicion from myself, Jinji went and checked his Rattata's stats during our fight and found its attack was higher than it should have been, despite me telling him it was fine. He let his Rattata die and I beat his last mon and won the match. This is a lot of fun so far and I can't wait to keep going uh, and telling you guys, the BBR hosts and the listeners all about it. Good luck in PvP to all of you peg out now their teams right now look like this patrick is in first place with 130 points no cycle one deaths no total deaths with a roster of topaz the pikachu opal the pidgey emetrine the rattata kyanite uh the nidoran female and larimar the butterfree Pegasus is in second place with 100 points. Cycle 1 deaths is none. Total deaths still zero. Uh, The roster for Peg is currently Charcoal the Charmander, Jickjack, the Rattata, Vanilla the Pidgey, Mango the Spearow, and T-Berry the Butterfree. And last but certainly not least, Raging Jinji is in third place with 50 big points no deaths in cycle one total deaths zero with the roster of bender the squirtle that's that's wonderful that's a perfect squirtle name uh fry the pidgey zap the rattata hermes the nidoran male and kiff the beedrill that is also a perfect beedrill name p.s we are trying to think of a good punishment for loss that doesn't cost money do you guys have any ideas i don't
1: <laughs> Thank you for your email, Peg. Unfortunately, I also don't have any bright ideas for penalties for you guys. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with just playing for bragging rights. Am I right?
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why Celeste wants a Burger King crown. <laughs> yep. 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 i kidding.
1: Now, lastly, this week brought another email from a friend of the show, Tom Archard. I'll go ahead and read Tom's email. He writes. What's up, guys? I've had a terrible time in Nuzlocke. Uh, I told a little white lie in my last message. You see, I was almost all caught up. Almost being the key word. I just had my gym battle to do, and I marched straight in. It's embarrassing to tell you that somehow, due to some terrible bad luck, I had my ass stomped by that hurtier and its takedown attack, and I completely TPW'd. But it's Okay. I thought about picking back up, but thought I'd just wait for Let's Go now and enjoy hearing your stories and still plan on writing in every other week. Also, I love your new schedule. As a competitive novice, it's really cool to hear some killer strategies I'd never thought of, and I'm planning on working on a sand team at some point. Anyway, I hope you guys are well and had a better week than I did. Talk to you soon, Tom. Thank you very much for your email, Tom. Now, Tom has actually started his own Pokemon podcast project, which is called Payday. Uh, the show releases monthly on the last Friday of the month, and the first episode is due for release on the 26th of October, uh, so right before our next episode comes out, so, or our next main series episode, I should say. Uh, so be sure to show him some love, Blastburn Nation, and check it out. Tom has been a big supporter of our show. We definitely want to show some love to his as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know I'm going to be checking it out when it hits my my good podcatcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Now if you are a proud member of the Blastburn Nation like Tom or Flame or Pegasus or Genji and you're playing along with us at home or just following the show, we want to hear from you. Be sure to get at us by email or through social media and we will share your messages with the community because at the end of the day, we are all in this together. All right, guys, well, it is that time, and coming into PvP after our third week in gameplay, Ya Boy Jolly remains in first place, though I am no longer alone at the top of the pack. My Misfortune, as well as her stellar play, has allowed Celeste to catch up, and we come in tied for first with 300 points Uh, messer engine remains in third though he's not down by much bringing in a score of 280 now as always last week's big winner must defend first and this week that's me celeste i challenge you
2: yay let's do it
1: all right guys well here we go
0: Alright everybody, it's that time, the first PvP match of the night. BBR Jolly in the white corner is bringing Tranquil, Semisear, Dewot, Watchhog, Petalil, and Hertier. Celeste Lost in the black corner is bringing Swoobat, Semipore, Lipard, Servine, Sock, and Tranquil. Are you two ready to fight? Let's do it. Yep. All right, you may begin. Jolly leads out with Allegra the Pedalil, and Celeste sends out New that swoobat. New opens up with an air cutter, murdering the fuck out of Allegra. A dead in one hit. It is super effective. Ow. Jolly sends out Lipitor the Watchhog. Thief from New steals the quick claw from Lipitor. Lipitor retaliates, killing that bat. Out comes Ook, the semi-poor, is waving in this animation. and It's really it's disconcerting. What will happen? Nobody knows. Maybe Lipitor knows. Lipitor takes a scald, bringing him down to 44%, but Lipitor manages to get hypnosis off, putting Ook to sleep. Which is real shitty. Sleep is real shitty, guys. Out comes Ook, and in comes Powerhouse, the Sock. Jolly, uh, anticipating some shenanigans, brings out Synthroid, the Hurtier. Hurtier goes right the fuck back out. Out comes Levaquin, the Tranquil. It takes a low sweep on the Switch-In and is brought down to 25%.
1: That was a crit. That crit mattered. Yep
0: that critical hit also reduced Leviquin's speed, which uh, it's probably not super pleased about. Powerhouse doing his little dance and jump animation. What is going to happen, folks? Is Levequin going to stay in and just hope to the high heavens it doesn't die terribly? Or is it coming out to give someone else the kick? It's coming out to give someone else the kick, and that Person is Lipitor. Lipitor comes out into the low sweep and goes, ah, my face, uh, and then is down. Out comes Synthroid, the Hurtier, once more. It takes a low sweep and is KO'd in one hit. Powerhouse, Reckon House. Out comes Zithromax, the Semi Seer. It uses Flame Burst, bringing Powerhouse down to 51%. Zithromax uh, is low swept, low sweep, and is brought down to 39%, and his speed has been reduced. Another low sweep from Powerhouse drops Zithromax. It's not looking good for Jolly. Out comes LASIX, uh, his sweet starter. Uh, And he takes a low sweep, bringing him down to 44%.
1: Fucking really?
0: Uh, Razor Shell is used by Lasix to bring Powerhouse down pretty low, but Powerhouse eats his Oranberry and is up to 29%. Another low sweep finishes Lasix off, and now the great hope is Leviquin the Tranquil at 25%. Quick attack brings powerhouse down to 9%. It low sweeps. It's done. Celeste with a convincing victory. Congratulations. There was
1: still a very real chance without that Orenberry that I actually could have turned that around. It doesn't look like it, but I promise you there fucking was. Good game, Celeste. Good game. Well, as always, loser gives up the stick and in a very convincing display, that was most certainly me, uh, which means that our next match of the evening will be Celeste versus Messer Engine. And in the the more black corner uh we do have celeste who is leading out with the the same team of six her her Leipard, her swoobats her semi poor her servine her sock and her tranquil then we have messer engine leading with his only six pokemon which are his cottony his semi sage his watchhog his rag and rolla his tranquil and his slippy his temple are you ready Yep. Yep. Alright, you may begin. And Nico the Leopard is leading for Celeste, as Fluffy B, that cottony is leading for Messer Engine. And Nico uses Fake Out, which fakes out Fluffy B, he takes about twenty four percent damage, and is flinched. Fluffy B does outspeed with that stun for of course he does, he's a prankster. Uh, however, he misses. Nico uses Pursuit, deals 35%, uh, and triggers the orinberry Fluffy is back up to 60% total health. And Fluffy B uses Leech Seed on Nico. Nico goes back to the Pursuit, dealing 39%, and is Seeded. So takes about 12% damage uh, and heals Fluffy back up to 36 And Nico outspeeds with Pursuit, and that is plenty to bring the Cotton Ball down. And out comes Tom Nook the Watchhog. The cat uses Thief, but apparently Tom Nook is holding no item uh, because Nico gets nothing and Tom Nook retaliates, which murderates the cat. And out comes Powerhouse the song And Tom Nook the Watchhog comes back in favor of Funky, that semi-sage who eats a low, sweep, lo- a low sweep on the swap, taking 48% of his health in a single blow and... Losing speed, which is absolutely brutal. And Powerhouse comes back in favor of New the Swoobat. New switches into a Sea Bomb, which is not very effective, but still deals
2: 39%.
1: And Funky comes back out in favor of Bob the Rog and Roller, who eats an air cutter on the swap for 27% health. And New uses Thief, taking Bob Omb's Eviolite. Bob Omb hits with Rock Blast, which is enough to bring New down. And out comes Powerhouse the Sock. And Powerhouse uses Low Sleep, which is enough to bring Babam down. And out comes Medley the Tranquil. And Powerhouse comes back out in favor of Ook the Semipore. Uh, Ook eats an Air Cutter on the swap for 18% health. And Medley comes back out in favor of Funky Kong. It will be Monkey the Monkey. Uh, Funky eats a Scald on the swap for 22% and is burned. That burn could be huge. And Ook comes back out in favor of Python the Servine. Funky Kong attempts to Leech Seed, but that does not work against Grass-types and uh, eats the burn damage. Funky is down to 6% total health. Uh, Funky goes for the Fury Swipes, I think just hoping to get some sort of damage off before he goes down. Uh, and Python uses Growth as Funky Kong is killed by status. Uh, Medley the Tranquil coming out for Messer Engine. And Python does use the Leech Seed on Medley. Medley misses with Air Cutter. Uh, Medley is seeded and takes the, the little bit of chip damage from that. Python comes back out in favor of Oop the Semi once again, who eats an Air Cutter for 18%. However, Oop gets a little bit of recovery and Medley eats a little bit of damage from that Leech Seed. And Medley comes back out in favor of Slippy that Temple, who eats a Scald on the swap for 44%, despite it being a resistant hit. And Ook uses Bite, dealing 54% to Slippy, which is actually pretty huge. Uh, Slippy does eat its Oran Berry and is back up to 19% health. Uh, Slippy uses Mudshot, which crits, deals 27% to Ook and drops her speed. However, Ook eats a Citrus Berry and has her health restored substantially. She's back up to 71%. And Slippy goes back to Mudshot, which is once again a crit, dealing 30% and... Ook uses Scald, which is enough to bring Slippy down. Tom Nook, the Watchhog, comes back out for Messer Engine. And Tom Nook uses Hypnosis. Ook is now asleep. Tom Nook uses Retaliate, dealing 35% to Ook. Ook lives with 6% health. Ook remains asleep. And Tom Nook comes back out in favor of Medley the Tranquil. Ook also comes back out in favor of Python the Servine. Python outspeeds and uses... Leech Seed Medley is now seated. Medley uses Workup, and Python comes back out in favor of Floop the Tranquil. It is Burb v. Burb, uh, and Floop switches into an Air Cutter, which deals thirty-five percent. However, the Leech Seed is in play. They end the turn with Medley at fifty-six percent and Floop at seventy-five. Floop uses Quick Attack, dealing 24% and triggering Medley's Orenberry. Uh, Medley uses Work Up once again. The Leech Seed goes off. At the end of the turn, Floop is at 85% health. Medley is at 37%. Floop outspeeds with Air Cutter and gets the crit and down goes Medley. Tom Nook, the Watchhog, comes back out for Messer Engine, his final Pokemon. And Tom Nook does outspeed with Retaliate and down goes Floop. Out comes Powerhouse to Sock. And, well, I think we know how this story going to end, folks uh powerhouse uses low sweep down goes tom nook the winner once again is Celeste lost
2: can't get past that sock uh, he was such a great pickup in week two oh, fuck that karate man <laughs> yep
0: good game again
1: all right well that is in a dominating performance Celeste lost has handily won both of her matches on the week and that leaves myself and messer engine battling it out for the scraps uh celeste the microphone is yours fighting
0: for that one damn bean
2: yeah, fighting for that last bean we have BBR Jolly leading in the white corner with his Tranquil his Simiseer his Duat his Watchhog his Petlil and his Herdier
1: there's no drama here we both only got six
2: fucking Pokemon oh well, yeah but I might as well read them out anyway come on now <laughs> we need to keep consistency and we have Meser Engine in the black corner with his Cottony Simisage Watchhog Roggenrola Tranquil and Temple are you two ready yep Let's do it. All right, you two may begin. Jolly leads out with Allegra, his pet Lil, and Meszer Engine leads out with Bobom his Roggenrola. Meszer Engine switches out Bobom for Medley, his Tranquil, and Allegra uses Sleep Powder and puts Medley to sleep. Medley stays asleep and gets Leech Seeded. It is the Joda Special, everyone. After Leech Seed, Medley is at 89 percent health and Allegra is still at 100. Fluffy B comes out for Mezzer Engine and Synthroid comes out for BBR Jolly. For being the herdier and Fluffy Bee being the cottony, a stun spore from Fluffy Bee misses, and a critical hit takedown from Synthroid ends up causing Fluffy Bee the faint. I hate to kick you while you're down, buddy, but that felt
1: so fucking gratifying.
2: <laughs>
0: the Synthroid is now at seventy-nine <laughs> after it recoil. What is the goddamn point of having prankster if you can't land a single <laughs> fucking
2: status? My cat, you wouldn't have landed anyway. It has the. Uh, the ability that it's immune to paralysis all right um tom nook comes out for Meser engine his watch staring down that synthroid and bbr jolly elects to bring out allegra again who takes a retaliate on the switch and allegra goes down
0: all plants must die
2: <laughs> simisir Ziffermax, max comes out for bbr jolly and tom nook does not look pleased Tom Nook never looks pleased. You're late on your fucking loan. (laughs) As engine brings out Slippy, who takes a Grass Knot on the switch, which is super effective, but since Slippy weighs like nothing, Grass Knot only does 42% of its health.
1: I did you a bamboozle.
2: Not
0: really. (laughs) There just wasn't a better choice.
2: Slippy uses Bubble Beam, hitting Herdier for a little bit of its health, but it also heals with its Citrus Berry. Herdier is now at 74% health. Would you like to kill my bird? medley comes out for Mezer engine who's still asleep takes a takedown and then while sleeping eats its orange berry ending the turn where medley's at 47 percent health and synthroid was at about 58 percent after the next turn a second takedown from synthroid takes down medley and synthroid is at 50 percent health tom nook comes back out for Mezer engine looking very very angry look you murdered his best friend the Suckbird. <laughs> Retaliate from Tom Nook Finishes off Synthroid At this point it could be anybody's game Levator comes out for BBR Jolly His own watchhog Who is staring down Tom Nook But Tom Nook is still thinking about loans And is very angry Slippy comes out for Meser Engine Taking Retaliate on the switch Fox did not save Slippy this time Tom Nook comes back out for Meser Engine That's very sad because the quick claw activated And a retaliate from Tom Nook knocks Lipitor down to 20%. But Lipitor puts Tom Nook to sleep with
0: a hypnosis. You're really lucky with that (laughs) 60% fucking hypnosis. He really is.
2: It always hits for him. I can't fucking
0: drop a 75% effective uh, (laughs) stun spore. But goddamn that hypnosis though.
1: It doesn't always hit. It not hitting cost me Celexa.
2: That's true. A critical hit retaliate from Lipitor knocks Tom Nook down to 32% after his Oranberry. Tom Nook stays asleep. Quick Claw activates. That quick Claw, though. And finishes off Tom Nook. Funky comes out for Meser Engine. His Sima Sage. And Lipitor is at 20%, looking very hurt. A fury swipes from Funky does not finish off <laughs> Lipitor. <laughs> and Lipitor puts Funky to sleep.
1: Okay, I feel bad about that one. <laughs> You
2: know.
0: <laughs> at 2%? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, it's a good week.
1: I lived on one, bro. That's awful.
2: Funky stays asleep and takes a retaliate for 43% of its health. Funky stays asleep and takes another retaliate. It is at 19% health now. Things are not looking good for Funky. Funky wakes up and finally finishes off Levator for thief. Does not get a berry, though, because Levator faints. And maybe, I think he ate it. Yeah, he ate it. Or no, he had a Quick Claw. Sorry. Didn't get the Quick Claw, though. Ziffer Max comes out for BVR Jelly. His own monkey, his Simiseer. With a Flame Burst, finishes off Hunky. And ba comes out for Messer Engine. I'm super
0: ready for that knot. Nah, you just you just hit that button. Ziffermax nah, uses yawn. just gonna
2: nap. Everyone gets to nap. <laughs> a Rock Blast hits two times. Not finishing on Ziffer Max. It's living on 2% health as well. I am seeing a pattern with this battle.
1: You got a crit for 72%, but still only hit twice.
2: Yeah, fuck my life. Babon <laughs> falls asleep after finishing off for Max. And Lasix comes out for VR Jolly.
0: Thanks for having the respect to kill me with a water Pokemon and not a stupid bird.
2: Hey, <laughs> Razor shell, finishes off mom, and Jolly wins the beans.
1: Alright, well, that is, that's PvP for the week, and with her outright dominating performance making us both look like fucking children uh celeste has picked up 60 points on the week and for the first time in series five has taken the lead in the series utterly uncontested with a score of 360 points uh with my one victory in the remaining match i remain in second place with a score of 330 and messer engine remains in third And now has a little bit more catching up to do. He remains at a score of 280. Uh, How are we feeling after PvP this week, guys? The whole squad's fired. (laughs) All
0: of them. (laughs) Uh, Even
2: Slippy? Poor Slippy.
0: Nobody was capable of doing literally anything. And I was playing my damnedest. Like, I wasn't making poor choices. They just can't hit shit. So I don't, I don't want to explain this because I might need it later,
1: but I really cannot express to you, Celeste, how much that crit on my tranquil fucking mattered because it mattered so fucking much, but that, that, that's, that's the game that we're playing. That's fucking Pokemon. You guys.
0: Hey, I don't want to hear it. You got fucking hypnosis. It was sleep. It was nap fest over (laughs) on my team. Okay. I don't want to hear it. Take your points. Be happy. Do your thing. I'll be doing hard mode again this week. <sighs> <sighs>
1: All right, guys. (laughs) Well, the good news is, for for those of us who are less than thrilled with the state of our teams, is we're finally heading into a week where we're going to get some options to play with those teams. Uh, This week, our heroes will be heading north from Castelia City to Route 4, and we will battle both of our rivals along the way. We will explore Route 4, the Desert Resort, and the Relic Castle, finally getting some much-needed valuable encounters before meeting Professor Juniper to the north and heading into Nimbasa City. We will explore the Nimbasa City area, including getting our bicycles, uh, and head out into Route 16 and the Lost Lorn Forest, where more encounters await. We will check out the Nimbasa City Carnival, where we will ride the Ferris Wheel with the Enigmatic N. Finally, when we're ready, we will challenge Elisa in the Nimbasa City Gym for our fourth gym badge. Now, Elisa is an Electric-type Specialist, her team consists of two Emolga and a Zeb Stryka, and her signature move is Volt Switch. Our level limit for this week's gameplay is 27.
0: How are we feeling going into week four of gameplay, guys? Uh, you know, it's another week where I don't know anything, so pretty good, I guess. (laughs) i am i am super ready to get some goddamn encounters
1: like i my team has felt stagnant for basically the entire series so far and i'm ready for some new faces and especially i'm ready for something that can live a goddamn fighting type hit please
2: please (laughs) i'm excited um week three was kind of sad just because you only got one encounter and it was either bug or grass and one of those bugs would have been amazing because it was poison but the other choices were kind of uh, not not as exciting for me, so I'm excited that we're going to have many more encounters now.
1: All right, guys. Well, that's that's our show for this week. That is where we are leaving it, and as always, we want to make sure that you guys know when and where you can find us streaming on Twitch, and that's super important this week, guys, because for logistical reasons, all of our Week 4 gameplay will be completed this week. This isn't affecting the podcast release schedule. You can still expect to see uh, our next Uh, showdown spotlight episode this coming weekend. uh, And then our next main series episode the week after, but all of our week four gameplay must be complete this week. Um, So Messer engine, when and where can we expect to find you live and streaming on Twitch this week?
0: Uh, same place as always, twitch.tv slash Messer engine starting probably at 6 PM. Honestly, if I can manage it maybe even earlier because yeah it's we have a fuck ton to do this week and one week to do it so yeah stop by the channel around the normal time 6 p.m eastern and I will definitely be there and keep your eye on your twitch notifications to find out if I'm going to be on earlier than that and then I will probably be back Monday as well at 8 p.m eastern time
1: Awesome. Thank you very much, Messer Engine. Now, I will, as always, be streaming Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern over at my channel at twitch.tv slash jollybynature. I will almost certainly be streaming Wednesday night as well to wrap up our gameplay on the week because Friday is actually our Friday night fight. So you are getting at least three guaranteed jolly streams this week. So get hyped for that. Uh, this will be our Friday night fight for Bisharp. And guess what, guys? Uh, Bisharp is already quick banned from the UU tier. Uh, so that thing, we were like, gee, I hope this doesn't happen. Before we can do the Friday Night Fight stream, yeah, it, it fucking happened. Uh, so if you are going to team build for this Friday night fight, um, feel free to build a team in OU because that's where all the battles are gonna have to take place, regardless. You know, or for monotype if you want to do dark or steel monotype, or for VGC if you think that you have a really cool concept for a VGC Sun series team featuring your boy Bis Sharp. Any and all comers will be welcome. We haven't yet discussed whether we're gonna rebuild our teams to be more valid in OU or if we're 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 just going to use our UU spotlight teams on the OU ladder, but either way, we'll be live on my channel, twitch.tv slash jollybynature on Friday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern doing that stream. So that'll be a whole lot of fun. I might be live again another day this week as well. Continuing, I started a, a Pokemon fire red Nuzlocke just for funsies uh, when we have time and I'm going to try to do at least one stream of that a week. So yeah, you might be getting a whole lot of jolly in your life this week. So look forward to that um now celeste as always you are up next to stream when can our listeners expect to find you live on twitch
2: so this is going to be kind of a weird week since we have to get everything completed this week um i can't stream on wednesdays or fridays for other obligations so i'll be looking at different days um what my first stream is going to be i will make a update in discord and on twitter letting people know what i decided on and i will decide that before the end of the night sunday i won't be streaming Sunday. But And then my second stream will de- most definitely be Thursday evening at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash
1: Awesome. Thank you very much, Celeste. Now, as always, guys, we, we want your emails. We want to hear from you. Uh, whether you're playing along with us at home, doing your own super dope challenge runs that you want to talk to us about, or if you just want to give us your thoughts and feelings on the show and what we're up to, please send those emails to blastburnradio at gmail.com or follow the show on social media. Uh, now, as always, you can follow me personally at Jolly on Twitter. I'm at Lost.
0: And I'm at Meser Engine
1: and as always don't forget to check out mythic portal games for all of your online role-playing assets if you enjoy D&D, if you enjoy pathfinder if you enjoy starfinder if you enjoy i don't fucking know hello kitty's island adventure fun times uh there are all sorts of assets available for you on the Roll 20 marketplace or with their partner company astral vtt which is the best up and coming virtual tabletop on the market if you are looking for a space to game on the web astral is definitely the place to be I As always, don't forget to follow the show at BlastBurn Radio on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on what all of our hosts are doing all around the web. I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to give a very special thank you, as always, to my co-hosts, Messer Engine and Celeste, for BlastBurn Radio. I am Jolly by Nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next
0: time. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. See you next time, folks.
1: Last Burn Radio is a production of Challenge Accepted Media. This episode was produced by Jolly by Nature, Celeste the Lost, and Messer Engine. Pokemon and all related games and characters are the property and trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company. Opening music in today's episode includes Game On by Fishy, off the OC Remix album The Missing No Tracks. Check out this great album at missingno.ocremix.org. Battle music in today's episode provided by Glitch X City. Check out all her work on YouTube or SoundCloud at GlitchX City. Closing music in today's episode is a lullaby for trains off the Pokemon Black and White Super Music Collection, available on iTunes. Design work and stream assets provided by Rachel Mondragon. Check out her other work or contact her for commissions on Twitter at Rachicho. Blastburn Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.